Praise the Lord and welcome to our Romans Bible study. We're in chapter 12. Twenty-fifth day of June here in Queen City, Texas. Man, we're just so blessed to be hearing and learning and 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 growing in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm glad you've chosen to be a part of what God is doing through this ministry. And uh, we 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 are just so honored and blessed and encouraged every single day uh, to be hearing from the Lord and uh, allowing His light to shine from us because Jesus said we are the light and we're to let our light shine. Hallelujah. That's more than a song. That's a reality when it comes to the experience of our, this great Christianity that we've received, this great salvation that we have of the Lord. And uh, don't forget, you can watch everything on the YouTube channel, which is Curtis Hutchinson 316, or the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. You can also listen to the messages uh, on audio on the Spreaker app. Just type in my channel for those who have ears to hear, and you will find everything that I do, whether it's in the worship service or in my office or in the studio or preaching somewhere else. It doesn't matter. You'll find it there, and you can be greatly encouraged as you begin to learn God's Word as truth, the truth of God's words in righteousness, for that is the only way they're really revealed, understood, and imparted and walked in uh, because all of God's words are in righteousness, Proverbs 8 and 8. And the righteousness of God, hear me, the righteousness of God's words are only revealed in the gospel, Romans 1, 16 and 17. And I pray that you would get that more than a, hey, I've never heard that before. That sounds good. Hey, that's scriptural. No, I pray that you would grab a hold of that because when you subject yourself to the answer being Christ and what he did at Calvary is the only avenue of righteousness, whether it's us being declared righteous by God, us being made servants of righteousness, us being able to uh, bear forth the fruits of righteousness or here comes the part we don't really, we've never known, being able to understand God's words only comes through our understanding of the gospel. As we look through the gospel, trust in the gospel, which is the blood shed of Jesus Christ, the laying down of his life, his death for us at Calvary. As we look through that and that alone in every scripture, understanding will come into our hearts because that is the avenue that righteousness is revealed. And all God's words are in righteousness. Again, Proverbs chapter 8, verse 8. Grab a hold of these things and don't dare go around saying, well, he's just using that scripture for his own, uh, his own purposes, his own intention. No, the Bible says all God's words are in righteousness. Think about that. And, and, and do you think that all God's words, the whole Bible is truth? You say, yes, pastor, I believe all of the Bible is truth. Okay, well, Proverbs 12 and 17 says that he that speaks truth, that means any part of God's word, if it's in the context of Christ and him crucified, listen, Proverbs 12, 17, he that speaks truth shows forth righteousness. 
But righteousness is only revealed in the gospel from faith, those that have their faith in the gospel, to faith, those that have their faith in the word of God in the context of the gospel. Getting that? See, it is kindergarten. It's pre-K. But we have been more concerned about how we look, what we know, and how deep we think we... Oh, listen, it's all about the work of Christ at Calvary. And when we come back to that conclusion, God, I accept that today, that every word you've ever spoken, you spoke from the platform of what was already finished at Calvary. You laid... Before the foundation of the world, that place called the, 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 the Lamb being slain, Jesus entered into this world as the slain Lamb. John recognized Him. Behold, the Lamb of God that's come to take away the sin of the world. Jesus entered into this world as the slain lamb. He told Martha before he was resurrected, I am the resurrection. Let me tell you today, folks, before he was crucified, he was the slain lamb already, and he lived his life as worship to God as a man according to the commandment he'd been given by his heavenly Father to lay his life down and to raise it up again, John 10 and 18. And I'm telling you all that because when we get into this this morning, you're going to need to see that. That as Jesus entered onto the scene among men, he was the slain lamb. He came to bear that out, to live that out, to lay that life down, to manifest the great salvation of God, to manifest that which God said had been finished from the foundation of the world, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 3. He came to manifest the great love, mercy, grace, loving kindness, and everything God would be to man. He came to manifest that at Calvary. Hallelujah. But he lived his life as the slain lamb, just like he lived his life as the resurrected Savior told Martha, I am the resurrection. And again, John declared him to be the Lamb of God. That means the slain Lamb of God, what he would do at Calvary to take away the sin of the world. And you and I are called as the children of God to live our lives, to present our bodies, not to a world, but to God daily as living sacrifice. Watch this, verse 1, chapter 12. I pray God impart to you today, that spiritual gift that you need that he can only impart through the gospel, the hearing of faith, that faith. Hallelujah. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, not the world, not the church, Present your bodies a living sacrifice, sacrifice, a sacrifice that is yet alive. See, we've been crucified with Christ. You and I are to live as the living sacrifice of Jesus Christ because He lives within us, Galatians 2.20. In the life we now live, we live in this flesh body by the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave Himself for us. That's the only thing that's acceptable to God. 
And that is our, as we talked about in the last session, this is so powerful. The last two words in verse 1, reasonable service, reasonable means according to the Word of God because its root word is logos. Logical, yes, it's your logical service. Service means worship. So it's your logos worship. It's your according to the Word of God avenue of worship. If I'm not presenting my body a living sacrifice... And I cannot, except through faith, not one time faith, some years ago, today, denying myself, taking up my cross again today and following Jesus, that is presenting my body a living sacrifice. Holy, because only through the avenue of trusting in the cross can I serve righteousness and only through serving righteousness can the fruits of righteousness thus the fruits of holiness take place and God see us, God, hear me, find us. We are in Christ at the right hand of the Father, but we are also here and we should live, as Paul said in Philippians 3, 9, that I may be found in Him, not having mine own righteousness, hallelujah, but the righteousness which is of God through the faith through the faith of Jesus Christ. Yes, that means our faith, but we'll get into it in verse 3 one day when we reach that level. <laughs> but the measure of faith that we have is a, is a portion. Measure means a portion. And a portion, a part of the faith we've been given is a measure, a portion of the faith Jesus tasted of by the grace of God in death for us. Think about that. So... You and I, as children of God, are to live our lives just as Jesus did. How did he live his life? As the crucified lamb, the resurrected lamb. Hallelujah. The obedient son of the living God. You and I, through our faith, our trust from our hearts, when our hearts are believing under righteousness, Romans chapter 10, verse 10. Again, we've used that verse Romans 10 and 10, for the initial born-again experience, and then we've thrown it out. No, because all God's words are in righteousness, Proverbs 8 and 8, our hearts must remain to believe unto that righteous work of Christ at Calvary, Isaiah 32, 17. Hallelujah. And when we're trusting in God's words through faith in the cross, does that righteousness appear to us? And we see the path. Hallelujah. Glory. The Bible says that when God brings us to the light, we will behold His righteousness. Now, let me see if I can give you that scripture. Uh, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to encourage you to go back and listen to last night's message. Again, you can find it on the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, or the website, thecrosswaychurch.com, or that Spreaker app where you can listen to the audio. But let me say it again. When God brings anybody to the light, they see His righteousness. And when Jesus taught, when we continue to seek His righteousness, that means look under what He did at Calvary so that the Holy Spirit can lead us in the path of righteousness, 
because He can show us righteousness, which can only be seen as we hear the truth. Remember Proverbs 12, 17. He that speaks truth shows forth righteousness. Get that. And the Holy Spirit is the one speaking truth, and He shows forth. He doesn't show forth your, what you do to be righteous. He shows forth the righteousness of God. He shows you continually what Christ did, what that means for you today, how that you have received the Holy Spirit so that you can know the things that, that you can obtain now freely by the grace of God. Hallelujah. So watch this now. Let's don't run through this too quick. Because this, what we're reading here is a progress of process. Let me see this, or let me say it the other way around. It's the process of progress. Because you, you, you have to, only by the mercies of God can I present myself a, a, a living sacrifice. Get that? Which results in holiness, which is... The only fruit that's acceptable to God is holiness. That's why Hebrews 12, 14 says, unless we follow after peace and holiness, no man can see the Lord. Oh, the community might think I'm the most spiritual person in the, in, in the whole region. But how is God finding me? It doesn't matter what people think about me. I mean, not that it doesn't matter at all. It does, surely. But it matters most what God Sees how I'm found by the Lord because here presenting ourselves a living sacrifice, yes, we do that among the, the people in the world we live in, but this is to God, acceptable unto God, not what's acceptable unto men, what's acceptable unto God. And 99.9 .9 times out of 100, what's acceptable with God is not acceptable with the world, and today it's really not even acceptable in the church. To the most part, it's not. Think about that. Uh, when, when, when you're living in a way that's acceptable to God, that means you're bearing the fruit of holiness, which means you're trusting in and testifying of the work of Christ at Calvary. Not just once, but over and over and over. When you go back and you read ver, uh, chapter 1 of Romans, Paul is saying, I can't wait to get to you, that I might impart a spiritual gift to you, that which might be lacking. He says, and he says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. He says, that's what I'm going to preach when I get there. He's writing this letter to an already born again in spirit-filled church, but what do they need? The gospel. Hallelujah. Why? Because only through the gospel can the word of God become real, understood, imparted as truth and righteousness seen. Hallelujah. And see, we need to be learning these things because we can hunger and thirst for God all day long, but it's His righteousness we're to be seeking first, Jesus taught, so that He can add all things to us. If it's not, listen carefully, if it's not God's righteousness that we're hungering and thirsting for as an already righteous people before God, but to be found by Him today, acceptable. I'm already accepted in Christ. Here, here's where the church messes up. We're already saved, bought with the blood, hopefully baptized with the Holy Ghost, but for sure we're in Christ at the right hand of the Father. That's our justified position. But the New Covenant writings is about a people being found acceptable unto God. 
or we wouldn't need what we're reading here today. Being found in a place that's acceptable to God, which is called our reasonable service. And as we broke those words down, our, according to the Word of God, worship. Get that. Now, there's a lot more could be said. A lot more. This could be preached and taught on for weeks upon weeks. Just this one first verse, literally. And I'm sure we have through the years. But if a, if, a, if a person is not hungering and thirsting after God's righteousness, they may think they're hungering and thirsting after God, and they may be, but until they begin to see righteousness as to what it is, righteousness as to who it is, righteousness as the avenue, exclusive avenue, through which it comes, they will just stay hungry, stay hungry, stay hungry, and they will never begin to be filled. See, the promise is from Jesus, if you hunger and thirst after God's righteousness, you will be filled. And the righteousness of God is the Lord Jesus Christ Himself, the Lord our righteousness, and through faith in His righteous work, at Calvary, Isaiah 32, 17, we have peace. Now think about that. Colossians 1.20 tells us, though, He made our peace by the blood of His cross. See, you can't separate the two. Isaiah 32, 17 says the work of righteousness is peace. The work of righteousness is peace. Jesus did the work, finished the work. But yet, Paul also writes in Colossians 1.20 that our peace was made by the blood of the cross of Christ. So you can't separate the two. Galatians 2 and 21 reveals the same thing, that, that righteousness only comes through the death of Jesus by the grace of God. Get that now. You've got to get that. The way is this narrow. I understand 99.9999% of ministers are not preaching this today because this is not a money maker. This is not a popularity way. This is a narrow way that Jesus said most will, will uh, not get it and, and most of those that do get it uh, in the last days their hearts will wax cold from love because iniquity is, a, is allowed to abound. Most of the time it's, it's because of ignorance. I don't know that I don't know the way of the cross for everyday living but also at the same time they hear it and listen to it over and over again and they continue to do that other little word inside the word of ignorance. They ignore it. They choose to opt out well, I'm not, I'm not going to uh, subject myself to the message of the cross being the only way that God works in my life. I also think that if I fast 30 days or if I get involved in this purpose-driven or this government of 12, you see, here's what happens. When I think that I have to add to the work Christ did for me at Calvary, I move away from the simplicity of Christ. Paul calls it beginning to walk with a corrupt mind. Because I'm telling God from the heart that should be believing under righteousness. I'm telling God instead of believing with the heart under righteousness, I'm telling God that work wasn't quite enough. I also need this program. I also need these beads. I also need this or that golden calf. I, I need God won't accept it. We fall from grace even though we may say cross, Christ, whatever, if we're not trusting in that 
and we've added to it, which is a de declaration to God, the cross isn't enough. Then we fall from grace. The book of Galatians spells that out in plain words and right there in our face. So uh, as we move on now into verse 2, and I knew we'd be hung up here for a while because this is powerful. This is very, very powerful and very critical that you know this. It's not about Brother Curtis and his interpretation. All God's words are in righteousness. And righteousness is the very light that we have of Christ. He became our righteousness. God, listen, God has brought us to the light so that he might show us his righteousness. Again, for those scripture references, go and listen to the message last night. Part 4 of Far From Oppression. Look, But look here at the first word in verse 2 of Romans 12. And, which means a continuation. It, it, again, the process of progress. Because the only way that I'm not going to be conformed, the only way that I'm not going to be found being conformed to this world is if I'm being transformed by the renewing of my mind through what I'm given in verse 1. It is the only process of mind renewal. There is no such thing as mind renewal, the mind remaining new today, unless I understand that my mind became new when I was born again. 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 5, verse 17. Did I put that in my notes? Yes, I did. Thank the Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation, a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away. Behold, look at this, God saying, all things are become new. All things are become new. All things are become new. And we are learning to walk in the new things that are ordained for us to walk in, Ephesians 2.10, in Christ only as we're a part of verse 1. That we learn we cannot move our faith from the cross. We learn that deception is when I think I'm trusting in the work of Christ at Calvary, but I've also added and I, I need these things to intensify that, which is a deception and a distraction. When we learn, my Lord, we're moving when we begin to learn that when we begin to come out from among those who think they need more than the cross, when we turn away from those who only have a form but are denying, that's right, the message of the cross, which the Bible says is the power of God. Hallelujah. When we withdraw from those that are disorderly and refuse to hear the message where holiness is manifest, Amen. When we, when we finally see the light and a picture of God's righteousness and we come out from among those that think the way they wear their hair is holiness, the way and the length of their sleeves and skirts is holiness. When we come out from among that is that's where, listen, that's where we're found 
among men representing God. I'm no longer with those people that think holiness is how you look. Holiness is the expression of Christ in our character, in our actions, not what we wear. That's an outer appearance. And God says in His Word, He doesn't even look upon that. And for us, the Bible says God only looks upon the heart. And I know they twist it and twist it and make it, they they just won't let go of it because they're bound under the law and works in a place of oppression. But the Bible tells us not to judge by outward appearance in John 7, 24. It means we're not to condemn, we're not to be a respecter of persons, but we are to judge. Righteous judgment. There's that word again. You can't get away from it. Righteous judgment. And, And that means according to God's words in their righteous context, which means they all have to pass through the viewing of what Christ did at Calvary, who He is and what He did at Calvary. That's the only way that we can make righteous judgment. The Bible says in Psalms 92, 14, I believe it is, that uh, the, the upright in heart are those who have returned and are following after judgment that is unto righteousness. God's words, all of God's words are God's judgments. And the upright in heart are those who've returned and whose judgments have returned unto righteousness. That means what we see, what we believe is based on what Jesus did at the cross, every bit of it. For my initial salvation, for my daily experience of that salvation, it's called sanctification. For victory over all sin, for sin no longer to dominate me, and I did not say sinless perfection, but I said sin no longer dominating me, oppression being far away from me as I allow God to establish me in His righteousness, Isaiah 54, 14. Again, go back and listen to the last four sessions of the message entitled Far From Oppression. But let me give you this phrase, and I've given it through the years because now we're talking about the renewing of our mind, which is the only process of being conformed into the image of Christ, being made conformable unto His death instead of being transformed or conformed to the world. And one of the two is taking place in our lives every single day. We're, and, and, and be honest with you, sometimes we go in and out of the other, just to be honest with you. Sometimes we let things uh, conform us, that we get so distracted by the things in the world that it makes our hearts angry. Oh yes, we say uh, uh, righteous indignation, but it's making our character function in a way that it shouldn't be. That's because we've, we've allowed ourselves to be carried off into that. The lust of our flesh is to show them how it should be. Christ showed us how it should be living a a sinless life and becoming our sin-bearing offering at Calvary. Hallelujah. But listen to this. We live the way we do because we think the way we do. And we think the way we do because we believe the way we do. Everything is rooted in how we believe. If we believe properly according to the Word of God, meaning faith in the cross of Christ alone, then our thinking, our minds will be thinking soberly. And that's what verse 3 says, that the reason we can think soberly is because God has given us 
the measure of faith. But we, we can only live right if we're thinking right. And we can only think right if we're believing right. And we can really only believe right if we're believing with the heart unto righteousness. The Word of God, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, Romans 10, 17. But if it's not if it's not an understanding and faith in God's words in their righteous context, you don't have to be a theologian and, and to, to explain all this, but you do have to have your faith in the only avenue through which faith comes, and that's the righteousness of God's Word. That means with your faith in the righteous work of Christ at Calvary, then the light of God's Word shines because when God brought you to the light, He showed you His righteousness. Again, go back and listen to last night's message. Hey, you're missing out if you're not listening to what's being ministered in this house. I'm not boasting in our ministry. I'm boasting in the cross of Jesus Christ and the illumination of God's Word that comes through that avenue alone. Through that avenue alone. The Lord is our righteousness. He called us the light. He said... When He brings us to the light, He shows us righteousness. Our righteousness, it's in Him. And He wants us to be found today. That means in the experience of presenting our bodies, living sacrifices unto Him, holy, acceptable unto Him, which is our, according to His Word, avenue of worship. And then we can find ourselves being conformed not to this world, but be being transformed by the renewing of our minds. Again, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Behold, all things became new when you were immersed into Christ through faith in His death at Calvary. You received eyes that see. You received a new mind. And for that mind today to be renewed again today, we're not talking about what's going on in heaven at the right hand of the Father. We're talking about your experience, the place you're found today before God in your experience, in your walk now as a child of God, which is of utmost importance to the Lord or we would not have most of the New Testament. The only way a mind can be renewed is that we keep our faith in what made it new to begin with. And in this process alone, can we prove, can we walk in that which is God's good, acceptable, and perfect will? We're going to talk more about that in the next session. Of course, we're out of time. When it's this good, my Lord, it's, it seems like it's three seconds instead of 30 minutes. But praise God for the opportunity to share God's words of righteousness in truth with you today. And I pray that more of you would be found walking upright according to the truth of the gospel. For there is no other way that God can be pleased and fruit be bare that is pleasing to Him. Join us every time we're live. In the morning we'll be teaching 1 Timothy and I hope you would join us at 9 a.m. Central Time on the Pastor Curtis Facebook page or the YouTube channel Curtis Hutchinson 316 as we dive in again in the morning in 1 Timothy and uh, you will be blessed beyond measure if you want to know the Word of God, want to watch the Word of God unfold in your heart and for the church to Day. And God is showing us uh, all sorts of wonderful truths in His Word. 
as our faith remains in Christ and Him crucified. So don't forget to pray for us. We love you. God bless you. Uh, don't forget to sow into the ministry. Don't just be somebody who watches on the sidelines. Sow where God is superbly pouring truth into your heart because that is the good ground that will bring forth a great reaping into your heart and in other areas in your life. So until I see you again, oh, one more thing, you can sow at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can text your giving to 903-231-5950. So until I see you next time, God bless you. And again, we're here for you and stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. See you then. <laughs>